Hey, hey, and welcome to the latest issue of the Three Old Geeks podcast. I am joined, as usual, by the inhabitants of my very own galaxy of terror. First of all, the numbers guy, the keeper of the inner sanctum, the contrarian, and no longer the ruinator. Death. Keith of Keith Skymus, Keith, how are you? Not ruining a thing yet. I mean, I'm not. Oh, it's early. <laughs> ever, ever. It's early. It's early. <laughs> Resolutions are meant to be broken, right? Um, I'm going to give it about five minutes. And of course, the man who's always wrong with the whole of his collection, the clown prince of collecting the pictures guy, the dirty old geek, Brian needs one. Brian, how are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you for asking. Well, that was off. What do you got up your sleeve? Because that was nothing. tame for you. Nothing. Nothing. Your I have tattered nothing. Sleeves. Your tattered, tattered sleeves. <laughs> My tattered, tattered sleeves. I am, of course, the world's oldest kid sidekick. I am the words guy. My name is Lance and Brian, you son of a cyborg. You took the best line out of the movie from last week's intro. And welcome to another issue. <laughs> Brian, do you have news for us this week? Uh, a little bit. Uh, in honor of, or maybe it just was uh, dredged up by the starting of the Bad Bunch. Bad uh, Batch? Bad Batch. Bad Bunch? It's not bad called bunch the Bad Bunch. Bad Bunch of Batches, yeah. Really? Oh, it is the Bad Bunch. It's a Brady Bunch. No, the Bad Batch. Yes. <laughs> it's a Brady Batch? It's a Brady, Brady Batch. A uh, Batch of Brady's? Ahsoka news. Uh, there was a little, a few leaks. Um, one of the big ones was, of course, there was a, a, like a, it looked like a fucking gif of her taking her hood off and everybody freaked out on it. Oh my god, it looks just like Ahsoka. You mean like she did the other yeah, seventeen thousand yeah. appearances she's made already in TV and shit? Uh, but um, what they were saying was that there was going to be uh, Ahsoka at different ages. Ooh, yeah, flashbacks. Uh, and she'll be in that world between worlds, so we'll get to see uh, a live action dramatization of the fight that she had with Darth Vader and Rebels, which is just completely cool. I don't know if any of this is real. It's all this, just this is all this yeah speculation. speculation. Uh, but I would think that there would be um, Ahsoka at different ages. I'm hoping that they use uh, Ashley Eckstein. Uh, we will probably be at C2E2 before Ahsoka comes out. Which means we may be able to get that, uh, because I am going to go and meet Ashley. You going to schmooze? I am going to schmooze. Uh, so you can get around the podcast. Yeah, there we go. Uh, ooh. Use your charms. My wily ways? Yes. She did drop the last time my brother saw her. She dropped that, uh, it was prior to her coming out on Rebels. And she said, well, you never know where I might appear. And uh, hinting at the, the rebels, and that became a big thing. So uh, my so hope should, is, what? No, we should get Doctor Rich to get her on the podcast. Oh, Doctor Rich, Doctor Rich could convince her. He could. Yeah. He could. He could. Why don't you guys pay him? Oh, why don't you marry Doctor Rich? Fuck! I'm out here busting my ass every goddamn week, and you guys are just over there sucking his toes. Shit. Uh, anyway. That would be cool. Those are all just uh, rumors. And uh, what I heard her show was going to be about was more like um, Kane and Kung Fu, where she wanders the earth. A hundred percent for that. Going from planet to planet, just cleaning shit up. I'm totally uh, down for that. Yeah, every fucking week. 
<laughs> Sign me up. I would watch that all day and all night. I would watch Rosario Dawson just read the fucking uh, phone book. Yeah, the, the Republic you, phone book. To use a fucking ancient <laughs> fucking reference. That, yeah, that nobody will, you know. First. Actually, everybody on this podcast that listens to this podcast will understand because I've seen our age demographics. But, yes. You know. We have the older and wiser crowd. We do. Uh, and the hot for Rosario Dawson crowd. Uh, that's you. Freeze. Oh, is that just me? No. Big fan of her in the Sin City films. As Gail. And Alexander the Great. Uh, as the naked barbarian wench. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> Alright, so for this edition of the world famous, and I have the data to prove it, three old geeks top three list. Gentlemen, this comes in the form of a challenge. With 15 minutes on the timer... Please present three facts you are fairly confident the other two guys sitting at this table do not know. Oh, we're presenting now. And go! Okay, so uh, mine is uh, going to be where Bugs Bunny got his name. Well, okay, back in the day... Bugs was Bugs was the 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 slang word for you're nuts, you're crazy, you're Bugs. But where Bugsy Siegel got his nickname? Wrong. Okay. Ben Hardaway, who uh, created the look for uh, Bugs Bunny on the model sheet, it was uh, his nickname was Bugs, so it was Bugs's bunny. Oh. As he designed it, and when they took it, they just went Bugs Bunny, but it was Bugs's bunny. Because wow. Ben Hardaway was the guy who designed him. Wow. And so that was the model sheet. They didn't have a name for him at the time. Check out the big brain on Google. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Or should I say, you know, Google. It's a big brain on Google. <laughs> okay, okay, let's see. Uh, this is uh, something that, uh, it's a movie and a comic. Okay. Uh, the inspiration for one of the, Best openings of a movie was inspired by a comic book. Steven Spielberg took the opening Raiders Lost Ark from a Uncle Scrooge comic from 1947. You're kidding. I have no, I did not know that. It's Uncle Scrooge number seven with the boulder rolling that's taken from Uncle Scrooge. You're he, absolutely he, he, kidding me. No. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. I had no idea. Who knew there was, that much, there was that much adventure in an Uncle Scrooge comic? You know, yeah. I, and to, to pull something from a movie <laughs> and a comic in this group and say this is something you probably don't know. That's going on on a plank. That is ballsy. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, yeah, Keith, actually you, you, have, you have wowed me with your yes. uh, with getting a comic and a movie that, in at the same that was time. One, that was the one I think I... Figure I get past you. The rest are probably gonna be lobs. <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> T-ball. I did uh, one comic fact, one movie fact, <clears throat> and one television show fact. Oh, my comic fact is: in the 1990s, Michael Jackson wanted to play Spider-Man on film so badly. He offered to. This was when Marvel was going through some rough times. He offered to buy. Marvel Comics. Okay, that wow. I did not know. I did not know that either. I did not know that. We got Miles Morales way ahead of time. 
Okay. No, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. No clue. I had no, uh, that one, that one scares me a little. God, could, could you he... imagine Michael Jackson running Marvel Comics? No. No. I cannot imagine Michael Jackson playing Spider-Man. Neither yeah, can I. can either. It would have been interesting, though. I would, you know, I mean, we all go, you know what? Aha, uh-huh, that well, would have sucked. No, you know what? You look at Michael Jackson. Watch Spider-Man 3 when Tobey Maguire's dancing. Same thing. I think that's where they got that from. <laughs> not Mary Jane, not my love. <laughs> oh, and we were worried we weren't going to be able to fill up the time just with all these. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Brian, what's your number two fact? You're the one who brought up the fact. We're responding to your fact. It's we're responding fact. to your fact. Yeah, so it, I had to bring up Abraham Lincoln's WWE connection. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I thought you said W number two. I'm like, <laughs> okay, now you got me. <laughs> it is it is uh, widely known that Abraham Lincoln was a wrestler. Yes, yes. At six foot four, he only he lost a, one match. He was a strapping man by all accounts. Yes, he only lost Hulk one out of three hundred matches, uh, and is in the Wrestling Hall of Fame, and was his county champion um, of. Uh, it's the fucking county. What's the where's the witch trials? The Salem, Salem, Salem County, Illinois, uh, champion. Oh, did we? All I, I, I was waiting. I'm waiting for the punchline here, Brian. No, that isn't. There isn't. I he knew, was an elite wrestler. I knew that though. Well, but you, did you know he was in the wrestling hall of fame? Yeah, actually, I did. Oh, okay. Well, then I didn't get that one. <laughs> oh, we keep one you knew. Are we keeping points? No. Okay. Uh, it was that we think the other two didn't know. Okay. I didn't know that you knew that he was in the the Hall of Fame. Oh, we all yeah. knew he was a wrestler. He, he's been to the Hall of Fame, <laughs> taking pictures. He's, Bought the T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, him and Abraham Lincoln. Exactly. God, pick, did, didn't you look at his I Facebook? I did not. I did it's not. Him standing. I did not. I he was wearing known. Lincoln's belt. <laughs> I did. his championship belt on. Yeah. Okay. All right, Keith. What do you got? Um. That uh, is, I'm going inspirational today, I guess. Um, and I assume that Brian probably knows this: that uh, Days of Our Lives character Cleopatra Jones, who's playing by Arlene Serkin, was the inspiration for Harley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that that her her and Paul Dini were college friends. And uh, it, yeah, it was from the the episode Harlequin, where she. It's a dream sequence. And she dresses as a Harlequin. You're shitting me. You never saw that? No, I have to find this now. Oh, okay. They, yeah, it's on YouTube. So Arlene Sorkin was a, a soap opera actress. Yeah. yeah. And her character dressed as a Harlequin. In a, in a, in a, in a dream uh, sequence. Yeah, in a dream yeah. sequence, yeah. And that was the song. inspiration for, and that's why Arlene Sorkin did the voice. Yeah. See, I knew he'd know it. I, I had no idea. Yeah. Oh Actually, we had fear that you'd know it too. Being I, the I didn't know. I didn't know that. Our, I didn't know that Arlene Sorkin and, and what was it, Dini or Dini? Dini were, were college, college buddies. Friends, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, like I said, I, Unbelievable. I didn't think I'd sneak that one by you. That's why I said T-ball for you. Yeah. <laughs> You've probably already written her biography <laughs> in blood. I love her. <laughs> blood if we're lucky. Yeah, I know. I was going to leave that alone. <laughs> 
All the pictures are done in something else. <laughs> Dear God. Shellac. Um, Alright, for my TV facts. <laughs> oh. In the opening credit sequence for Gilligan's Island. Mm. All the flags shown are at half-mast because the pilot was shot uh, close to when John F. Kennedy was assassinated. Oh. So John F. Kennedy's flags have has had flags flying at half-mast since the airing of the pilot. Wow. I saw that and I was like, oh. holy shit. That is very interesting. Did not know that. I did not know. I did not either. And what other famous show debuted the day of, of the assassination? Uh, I do not know that. Doctor Who. You're kidding. No. Mm-mm. Huh. That was overshadowed by... Slightly. Slightly. Yeah. But yeah, that was... So the, the very first episode of yeah. Doctor Who. Huh. November 22nd, 1963. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, how much fun. And that wasn't even a fun fact. Okay. So, uh, my number one. Uh, and this is relatively new to me. Because God knows I love a good documentary. Mm-hmm. But, we've all seen the movie and we love the movie. Braveheart. Yeah. Man. <laughs> you don't love the movie Braveheart? He doesn't believe in freedom. Love is a strong. I do. I enjoy. Do, am I entertained? Do I enjoy the movie Braveheart? Well, yes. We know that it's not uh, historically accurate in every what? detail. No. Uh, and even now, there's there's a there's a lot of. But one the the thing, the thing that most <clears throat> fucked up William Wallace, that I didn't know, uh, that I've just recently found out, was at the Battle of Falkirk. Which was a great battle, but uh, the thing that William Wallace was not expecting, it was the introduction of the longbow. I thought the introduction of the longbow was against the French at the Battle of Crochet. Well, for William Wallace uh, and the English in uh, Longshanks, it was the Battle of Falkirk. They had never seen it. And so when suddenly... It was almost like um, debuting the machine gun. It was that devastating as far as, as what it did to them, which was a big reason that they lost the Battle of Falkirk. Outside of the betrayal, but we knew that was going to come. And, of course, we all know that nine years later, um, the Bruce... Robert the Bruce? Yeah. Then defeated the English and achieved William Wallace's... He betrayed him there, but... Nine years later, achieved William Wallace's goal of an independent Scotland. But it was the the introduction of the longbow at the Battle of Falkirk that I did not know that. Yeah, that they had never that. seen. Wow, I feel so shallow with all my things now. All this historical. Well, you know what? I I again I thought trying to go with movie or TV would have been with this group ballsy or comic books. And you guys pulled them out. I, I go stupid, but I'll go ballsy. <laughs> no, ballsy. And, and I thought it was great because, yeah, I have learned a few things, and that's been fun. But uh, to get by two of us, 
yeah, with I any one know. fact. Again, I don't think it could buy you on this one either. But, uh, you know, um, everyone knows the movie Arsenic and Old Lace, done uh, by Capra. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, Cary Grant. Uh, Cary Grant. And. Hugh Laurie. And was it. Uh, Priscilla Lane. Okay. And that's based on the 1939 play by. Joseph uh, Kesselring Kessel, or something. Okay. But you know the play was based on a real-life serial killer? You're kidding. Did not know that. I did yeah. not know that. No, uh, her name was Amy Archer Gilligan. She ran a, 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 what was supposed to be a, a care house for people. She would charge a, a set fee and you could live there for life, no matter how old you are. But she was poisoning her tenant so she get new people in and also she was on some of the life insurances it was from um, 1907 19 1907 1917 they figure she killed about 48 people huh so, nice yeah so that that's it was where... and they made it a comedy yeah you know yeah you gotta you gotta but uh yeah it, it was it was it was inspired by I can't wait that to see story. the H.H. Holmes porn. <laughs> the actual, I'm sure the actual there brawn already, version yeah. of H.H. Yeah. Holmes. Yeah. yeah. Devil in the White City. Devil in the White City. Devil in the White City. Never mind. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to lance my number one. Ooh. Ooh he's gotten Because they are, they are both uh, related. Uh, and it is my movie entry. So both of these uh, are westerns from the late 1960s. So the the death of the traditional western and the start of the revisionist western. The famous, ultra famous, ultra bloody gunfight in the Wild Bunch. Okay. At the end, with all the cuts instead of one Academy Award and stuff like that, Sam Peckinpah's intent was not to make this really kick-ass action scene. He was he wanted to depict what it was really like getting shot by a gun. He wanted yeah. he, he wanted to show the you know the he thought that the western had gotten too sanitized and stuff like that and he's these men are bad. This is how bad, how bad men die with, and yeah. bad men oh. die like this. So this so it completely turned into the opposite of what his intention was was to turn people off from the western and stuff yeah. like that and considered one of the greatest classics of all time. On the same uh in the same kind of vein in westerns up until Fistful of Dollars, you never showed the guy shooting the other guy in the same shot. It was the guy fires the gun, uh, right? right. And then you yeah, show yeah. the guy. Sergio Leone was the first guy to show a guy shooting another guy in the same frame, <clears throat> thus changing the way westerns and pretty much movies were shot, and it was not intentional. He did not know that you weren't supposed to do that. He was just like, well, that's that's how you do it. So huh. he unintentionally changed Western filmmaking and filmmaking in general, basically because he didn't know any better. You know, interestingly enough, um, and I saw Greg Nicodemus on a panel talking about The Walking Dead. They still had that rule. You could show somebody shooting a gun. Or really? you could show a zombie getting hit. <clears throat> but you couldn't show that happening at the same time. Like, you couldn't show the... 
the Sergio yeah. Leone shot. Well, I think that was limitations on their special effects budget. No, no. It was a rule oh, that really? they had. Wow. They could not do it on TV. Well, this is why he's got the movie card. Yeah. All right. Those were some facts that we didn't think the other guys know. We hope we educated it and titillated you. <laughs> Let us know what you think. All right, well, I usually say that the podcast is going to get a lot worse in this segment because the worst movie ever this week on Tubi's list is number 22, and that is Roger Corman's Galaxy of Terror. It was directed by Bruce D. Clark, written by Clark and Mike, uh, I'm sorry, Mark Siegler. And the starring uh, lineup on this is pretty much awesome. Uh, Edward Albert, who is the son of Eddie Albert, the the famous oh. guy from Green Acres. Aaron Green Moran. Green Acres is the place to be. This one. Farm for... living is the life. Uh, Ray Walston, one of my favorite character actors. Taffy O'Connell, Zolman King, one of your favorites. Oh, uh, Red Shoe Diaries. Uh, a very very young Robert Englund, the yes. film legend Sid Haig. Oh my God, yes. And uh, the special effects were done by. Wait, you didn't mention Aaron Moran. I you were you were singing the Green Acres thing when I said Aaron Moran. Who's the Ruinator now? Arnold Ziffel. <laughs> yes, Aaron Moran. And then the special effects were Jody. by Cody J- James Cameron. The set dresser. Yeah, was Bill Paxton. Before he got into wow. acting. And um, this was, if Battle Beyond the Stars was Corman's B-grade answer to Star Wars, this was Corman's B-grade answer to Alien. Except that the alien never uh, raped anybody. Yes. But they impregnated people. Kinda. Yeah. But they did it through their... Orally. Orally. Uh, we're on a slippery slope right now, aren't we? <laughs> there was a lot of goo. It was slippery, yes. Anyways, I find it uh, hard to believe that this is on, th- and especially at this position, that this movie is on this list. This movie was 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 a wonderful Corman B production. It 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 was punching above its weight. The monsters were good. The special effects were good. I just, I, I, I'm baffled how this list, I mean, it was basically, I'm starting to really believe this is, okay, well, Tubi's got the rights to all these movies, so let's make a little thing so people know that we got them. So because this movie was, this movie, I love this movie. I loved it a lot more in my memory than I loved it after watching it, but it was like, I remember it being, like, incredible. It's a good movie, but. It's I like, mean, is it a B movie? Yes. Is yeah. it you know B grade practical effects with you know the budget that Cameron was given? Yes. For taking all that into consideration, I liked it. I nothing saying nothing wrong with it. It's a good movie. It's a fun movie. Uh, but yeah, I remembered it being like stellar, and it it's good. It's really good, but it's not what I remember from being sixteen watching in the theater. And then when I look back, all I can remember was the worm scene. All right, let's get the 800-pound mucus-covered worm out of the room here. Bye, Brian. (laughs) I'm still stuck on the whole uh, 
oral thing with the aliens and all of the all that goes on with that how that just i'm just taking it all the way through and it's uh it's, it's terrible this movie should not have been on this list no no, no it should not this uh, not even especially this i mean maybe top 100 it might be creeping the bottom of it but yeah, the stuff that that's higher up on the list, that that I mean, lower on the list, the creeping whatever the creeping fuck. Creeping Yeah, there's no. This is so wrong. I even if you would say the top hundred, no, it shouldn't be on the list. It, it's yeah. it's well written. The concept is uh, great and well executed. The acting is not bad. No, uh, the really direction good is good. <laughs> What they did, practical effects wise, with the money that they probably had, which was, hey, how much do you got in your pocket today? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Corman notorious for having low budget, you know, obviously low budget movies that always made money, and uh, you know, like I, you know, Cameron's basically saying, oh yeah, I figured out how to get maggots to jump because I put a electric, uh, you know, I ran so ran a, a metal plate underneath a fake arm with electricity going through it, and it made them all squirm or something like that. I was like. Dude, come on! I yeah. mean, that's so cruel. I'm, I'm sure the ASPCA, no, the maggots had liked it. They proved it uh, proved scientifically. It, it was stimul- yeah. stimulating. Yeah. It was stimulating. All right, but back to my original analogy. Let's get the 800 pound mucus covered worm out of the room. This movie is famous for having a 800 pound mucus covered worm rape a woman. Yeah, yeah, and she was into it. Towards yes. yes, towards the end of it, she was into it. I, you know what, and it's the only thing that really doesn't go with the uh, the whole fear thing. <laughs> like, I could see, I fear being raped by a giant 800-pound mucus-covered worm. That comes up in, in real life all the time. Yeah. That's one of those ones that's got a really long Greek phobia attached to it. Yes. Yeah, yeah there could be a weird one. I think she was more afraid of being crushed by it. But, by the end of it, she was into it. And yes. I was like, okay, that's the sick part. Yeah. <laughs> well, and part of the reason this movie got sold is because Corman said there was that scene was going to be. It in was going to be a sex scene. It, it was, was going to be, be essentially a sex, a sex scene. scene in it. Yeah. Yeah. But yes. Yeah, so, um. So the there was a uh uh what is a planet um more Xerxes and Moldana or something like Moldavia or something yeah. like that. But it's the uh the planet of horrors uh Morganthus. Oh yeah, I was gonna say isn't Moldavia isn't that like in Batman and the Outsiders isn't that where fucking Prince Brian, yeah, Geoforce, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, but so, yes, uh, they're uh, a, the last part of a crash spaceship says, says an SOS. The planet sends its uh, the Quest spaceship to go rescue these guys to the planet Morganthus, and everybody's um, internal terrors are externalized on this planet, and then they have to fight them, and they have to fight them, and they kill them. Well, they they. Defeat the terrors. The end up, terrors uh, kill them, and it, it basically ends up uh, being that this was a test for the master, the master of the planet, or whatever, to see who will be his successor or whatever, and uh, the last survivor gets his uh, dominion or whatever. So it's it's a lot uh, like Willy Wonka. Yeah, it's like the boat scene from Willy Wonka for like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With a giant rapey with, worm. With, yeah. With a lot of uh, kung fu flips. <laughs> Again, should not have been on this list. Should not have been at the point in this list that it was on. 
two things. This was sci-fi, and and I know what they 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 expect you being a sci-fi fan or a fan of sci-fi movies. We just throw out the oh I am you know I am a priestess from the temple of Kermemajum Bob you know and <laughs> and you know this was uh, I was the captain on the Hesperus when it was attacked by monsters. It was just like yeah. there was a little too much of that kind of you. We expect you to just pick up on all this. There was like no exposition on this yeah. whatsoever. Which by the way no, and I appreciate. I appreciate uh, some level of no exposition. Like, because you, you don't... I think they were saving for the prequel. It could have been. Yep. But uh, there was no... In life... You don't you don't give exposition. Uh, there isn't a lot of exposition. You, you just get thrown into a situation. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and then two... Erin Moran was not terrible. By any stretch of the imagination. No. I didn't think she, was, she, she did a bad job or anything like that. It was just seeing Joni in, you know, it, it was like, and, and that's the that's what people suffer from when they get these these fucking big roles and they, they play them for 10 years or whatever. It was literally like, that's Joni from Happy Days in a fucking science fiction movie, and I could not get my head wrapped around that. You know what, I, I never had a problem with that. Okay. I, that, that could and just I be may, me. Uh, yeah, because I do, uh, yeah, I, I do the same thing as that's Joni. But it doesn't take me out of the film. Oh, it didn't take as, me out of the, it, it just... It was like every time she was, was like, it was like that's Joni from Happy. Okay, where's Chachi? Yeah, where's Chachi? Where's Chachi? Where's Chachi? <laughs> yeah, that was a little, uh, a little different. But seeing Sid Haig Young, seeing fucking Robert Englund Young, uh, how much fun was that? Oh, totally, totally. This is, uh, this is just like a little treasure. Uh, the trove. whole, the whole sequence was Sid Haig when, like the the blade of his his knife or whatever snaps off and like starts traveling up his arm he hacks off his own arm to stop it that was a great sequence yeah Yeah. that really was i mean i I don't know how many times we could say this film should not have been on yeah this was a lot of fun it was um it's still a lot of fun and and i just and again doing a bit of the research on this uh, the guy who was cameron's assistant became his special effects guy and he uh, basically said, there's a lot of this, like, like it was, hey, do you remember when we did this in, in Galaxy of Terror for Aliens? Yes. I mean, so, like, the the big, you know, there was, like, some of the shots where it was, like, complete darkness, and the only illumination you got was the, the lights coming off the backpack, and it kind of illuminated everybody's face in a kind of a really creepy way and stuff like that. And some of the the way the sets were done, like, on this Rex spaceship and stuff, it was Aliens. Yes. It yes. totally was Aliens. Yes. He did a beautiful job on this. It's it's Roger Corman, who's you're not gonna you're not getting aliens. Yeah, <laughs> you're not getting that. It's but, not gonna be Avatar. Yeah, and and uh, but how you know we had a lot of talent that he did. Yes, he he the 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 family tree off of Corman Productions where it goes like yes. from all the people that he hired. I mean He's like dude everyone. Bill Paxton was the set yes. dresser on this. That's... I just watched uh the The Raven uh last night was on Spenguli and freaking J- it was like Jack Nicholson's like second movie or something like that. Oh I didn't know that. Oh he was terrible but it was but it was not it was not the Jack Nicholson movie. I remember all him on uh uh Andy Griffith. Jack Nicholson was on Horrors. Yeah he was on the show. Huh yeah. What do you play? Uh, a psychopathic uh, mobster from New York. <laughs> okay, so he's playing off character. <laughs> uh, he played Jack Nicholson. Anything to add, Keith? No, I'm. 
All I right, like boys. Roger Corman. Roger Corman's uh, a genius. Yeah. Roger Corman is a fucking genius. He yeah. just he's got to get a light. He's, he deserves at least a lifetime achievement award from the Academy. He hasn't had one. If he hasn't, I'd be surprised. He should. Yeah, definitely. he should. Just for the amount of people, like you said, the amount of people who he oh, gave the, the starts cr- to. The creativity he comes up with with these low budgets, you know, it's it's amazing. Yes, and he's been doing it for decades. So. Yes. All right, well, I think hands down, A, it does not, you know, Brian's, we can only reiterate this, was, this does not deserve to be on this list. If you like B-grade, early 80s, late 70s science fiction, check this out. It's a 100% five-star B-grade movie for me. If you like science fiction, if you like science fiction, there's no way you haven't already seen this. I actually hadn't, you know. I, I Oh, really? No, you this not? first watch for me, first time watch for me. Holy shit. Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, yeah, it's going to be cooler when you're 16. Yes. Because you, you, well, you don't have a lifetime of... Of watching better stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah more, better stuff. More expensive you know, like, yeah, stuff. At that, yeah. uh, at that point, we had watched uh, Excalibur and <laughs> Galaxy <laughs> of Terror. Uh, both I had just of which seen Heavy Metal, the cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. You got a star rating on this one, Brian? Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it, uh, you know, as far as our B movies, this is a five star. Uh, it's probably more. Again, should not be on this list. I don't think it should be a B rating. I give it three and a half regular stars. Ooh. I don't even give it Look a B rating. Look at Keith being all... No, because it, it shouldn't be a B movie. It really shouldn't. Well, it I, is a B I, movie. I, no, I mean, but it should be on this list. No, I, if you're if you're going to put it on uh, some of the greatest B movies ever yeah, made yeah, list, yeah, that's yeah. where it should be. Yeah. All right. uh, but yeah, you're. it's it's a great little movie. Yes. All right, Galaxy of Terror. Definitely check this one out, gang. Despite the title of this movie, this is not a Brian movie. This is actually Sunday Afternoon Kung Fu Theater. And we were influenced by Mike and his wonderful Christmas gifts. So we watched 1979's Dirty Ho, directed by the legendary fight choreographer Lao Carleung, written by, and this guy is apparently responsible for every cool Kung Fu movie ever, Ni Quan. Oh. And starring podcast favorite Gordon Liu. Wong Yu and Wang Lung Wei. And gentlemen, I have found a new top five kung fu movie of all time. This was fucking amazing. I fucking was stunned by this yes. movie. Yeah. So you have a what appears to be a a, a traveling jewelry salesman run a, uh, run a, a foul in a brothel. Whorehouse. You really went with brothel on the first. Well, you knew this was one of his movies. You have a wang and a hoe. You have this a wang a- and a hoe. <laughs> but yes, uh, runs afoul of a, a a thief in a brothel, <laughs> in a whorehouse, in a whorehouse, in a whorehouse. How many different ways do you have to say it? Oh God, we don't have that kind of time. Okay, but uh, as it turns the and the whorehouse. Uh, and the, the, the traveling jewelry salesman uh, sees something in this young thief or whatever, kind of keeps him out of trouble with the police, uh, and force and tr- uh, tricks him essentially into becoming his his pupil, if you will. You know what I liked about it was they kept showing them running into each other. Uh, there was time. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of time in between. And, oh, you're dressed differently. Yeah. Oh, you you're dressed like a, a fisherman. <laughs> you're dressed like a robber now. And, uh, yes. The 11th, what, the 11th? The 11th, the 11th son. son of the emperor. It's Gordon Liu. He's playing at being this kind of, like, playboy. Like, I just like art and wine and being yeah. around women. And, you know, it turns out he's the 11th son of the emperor. The other son, or the, the second son of the emperor is attempting to assassinate fourth him. Son. The fourth son, I beg your pardon. Attempting to assassinate him at bare minimum, preventing him from coming to this summit where they're going to announce the no, the no, lineage of the heir yeah. of the the emperor and stuff like that. And there are two, if not three, of the finest kung fu. Day, I, I, one's most a subtle, pure fight. Subtle. Of- when we talk about the 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 this genre as being the dance. Two of the best dances I have ever seen. Uh, Amazon Prime says three. Three of the greatest. I was looking for the third. Well, I, I, the I, last I, fight scene was fucking unbelievable, breathtaking. Yeah. But and, and and they had that that kind of that gimmick where uh, Gordon Liu was on one leg, so there he's trained off between him and Wang Yu fighting the three guys. Uh, the head guy with the 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 halberd was uh, was actually Larkhao Leong. And uh, but when uh, Wang Yu when Ho goes to attack Gordon Liu, and he's like, "Oh no, this courtesan, she's my bo- I've hired her to be my bodyguard." That, that was that. phenomenal. That was like, and Gordon Liu manipulates this young lady into fighting Ho, and it and, was, and I, I, I mind blowing. When you go like, I don't get this. I, I don't, you know, like, you go, oh, man, this is amazing. I could never do something like that. I don't even understand how somebody came up with this. Kicking her leg out, flipping her eyes, like, and, oh, yeah. And, and then he pulls out the, she has a pull out robe. the sword, and yeah. they're using the mandolin. It was, it was fucking stunning. Um, and then her reaction to the yeah, whole thing yeah. was just, what was going yeah, on. was just amazing. How she was almost stunned into, yeah. uh, what is happening yeah. in my world right now? Yeah. I've always loved the, um, like in the in the scene with the wine, when they're pushing. Yeah. Okay, so the second best thing <laughs> in this movie, and it's, uh, it's by far, I don't even, I, it might even be the best thing in this movie. So he is, in, uh, the, the 11th son is invited to a guy's house who's a wine connoisseur. Yes. And it's like, oh, we have dragon tiger wine and monkey wine. And and so they have these giant goblets with the, the animal that they're talking about yes. in question. There's a guy serving the wine. The guy serving the wine is subtly trying to kill Gordon Liu. Yes. The host is subtly trying to kill Gordon Liu. And it eventually breaks into a full-fledged fight or whatever. But it is it is literally... The counters and everything going on. It's also. literally just these counters between yes. like yeah. wine cups uh. and the fan and the yeah. and the guy pouring and and so the, every the and play, the one the thing I noticed and, uh, yeah. was like oh okay they start off with like crane wine and it's yeah, like and then the, the guy pouring is doing crane yeah. style and yeah. they're like oh it's dragon tiger wine and all of a sudden the guy pouring like it's dragon tiger yeah. it was fucking you know unbelievable for me it wasn't. Which three? It it was yeah. It was which three? Because yeah. then you also have the, 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 the fight with the, with the cripples. cripples, which is amazing, and then you the also have cripples. the fight at the end with the weird people. 
Yeah, that was yeah, a, no, yeah. that was a trip. I had no I, idea what that was all about. I, I don't either. But the but we talk about the with the tea, drinking the bitter tea, and and doing the whole thing with the teapot while he's coming back yeah. and forth and up and down. I, what? Yeah, and 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 then we were we're not even including the guy who had the the antiques collector. Oh, the feet with yeah, yeah, yeah. the blades on his shoes. Yeah, yeah. And it's basically they're looking at antiques, and none of the antiques are getting broken, and they're literally fighting yes, waist down. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. So as they're look, walking, as looking, they're yeah. If you're looking at them, it looks like they're just talking, and meanwhile, it's like this this big battle going. <laughs> you're like, if you're, if yes. you're looking through the window, they're like, oh, look at them looking at this. It's stuff. the first time and the only time that well, the second. There's two times in that whole thing, but uh, that Gordon Lou gets hurt. Yeah, because yeah, it, that's what that's he, gets he gets cut stuck. on his hand. Yeah. And he gets stuck in the leg. Stuck in the leg, and that's what cripples him for the rest of the movie, or I should say, cripples hobbles him for the rest of the movie, right. or whatever. Yeah. And then, and then, um, so yes, the um, so Ho is is the the thief who, when he's fighting with the uh, the courtesan, she cuts him with the the sword, and he's got he's gotten poison. Yeah. So he says, "Okay, well, you can. I'll cure you. I have to give you an, uh, an application of the, the the antidote every three days. <laughs> so you have to be, be become my student yeah. or whatever." Yes. And um, the best thing about it is, for the longest time, he conceals the fact that he's this kung fu master from Ho. <clears throat> um, just by being like the, the like he's basically either sends him out the door or he's fighting, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's fighting so subtly, like in the, with the wine merchant yes. and stuff like that, that he just doesn't realize that this guy isn't a fop. Yeah, you know that he just thinks, oh, but this guy doesn't know what he's, he, you know, this guy's just a, a you know, a, a fop or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. or a, a playboy or yeah. whatever. And it takes him to the end of the fight of the, uh, with the antiques dealer. Yes, that he realizes, oh shit, this guy's somebody. You know? Yes, and and there and there's great comedy in there as, as well as all this great this great fighting oh, and yeah. stuff like that. So I I was absolutely one hundred percent blown away by this movie. Uh, again, uh, how they show time with. Him meeting Ho, and then uh, the applications on the wall. Yeah, like the, the, the black oh, dot yeah, keeps yeah, getting yeah, yeah. smaller. Yes. <laughs> but he has it through the whole thing. Yeah. The uh, the montage of Ho training. Was That's one of the better yeah, ones. That yeah, I've fucking seen. amazing. You with can't the, move your shoulders. When yeah, the burning oil on yeah, his the burning oil, and he keeps burning himself. <laughs> that whole thing. Just that whole thing, and then when he and uh, Wang Wang are training, yeah. and they're trading yeah. off, <sighs> how fucking amazing yeah, was and, that? And then, and then and then they do that at the end, and the, with the fight with the, the three, and they're together, and yeah. the fight with the, the the three generals or whatever, and they're using the they're using the staff, and they're like, like, like whole fight like. For part of it, and then he'll like trade it, slide it back he'll to, slide it backwards, and then Wang picks it up, and then they they trade. It was unbelievable. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. oh I, I was trying to follow that. Uh, how incredible that was! And then there was one point where uh, where Wang goes, um, "Okay, we're done with this," and then they just take the two guys out. Yeah, yeah. it's like they were just playing yeah, yeah, yeah. up until that point, and then they just take them out. And then there's just the one guy left. But even stepping back, where he kills the wine merchants, the those two guys oh, are dead. Yeah. Okay, that, hey, what happened to those two guys? They got drunk. <laughs> what oh, about you're drunk. You? Uh, a little bit, just, just a little bit. <laughs> Fucking a, dude. When he just reaches under and hits yeah, him in the yeah, throat, yeah. Bop. yeah. The how fucking. The, 
it was not this was not i did not expect this film to be what it was i didn't either i i, I knew it was done by run run shaw so it's gonna have something but, but i it was, it was yeah every time it, it goes up one level it's amazing to watch these things because yeah. it's just like holy shit they came up you know oh they can't top that they can't do better than that. and like he's Flinging his girl, and suddenly, where where if you were facing, you wouldn't see his leg kicking her leg up, and it's like it was, and it was filmed. It was filmed perfectly, so we could see. You could see what was going on, but you could picture in your head that Ho Ho didn't know what was going on. He thought he was fighting the woman. Fucking yeah, unbelievable. How they came up with that? Well, no, and this was such a departure from. I mean, 95% of these movies, oh, you kill my master, I gotta go yeah, get revenge. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, and I gotta learn this technique. This was just, it was everything about this was such a a, a pleasant departure from and, everything. And you notice they didn't have the, yeah. the, the, the sound effects. Oh, of them, yeah, no, they didn't. All Because th- it was more subtle. And I thought that was really cool that they didn't go after the whole uh, standard, uh, when you're swinging your fist, it sounds yeah. like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hell, the opening sequence of this with the fucking great 70s, like, wah score. That was better than most kung fu movies. So, and it, um, what I didn't pick up, I, I'm going to admit to reading this later, was that if you watch the opening credits, it shows you the progression of the movie, because it. Now it, I gotta go back and watch it. it. Oh, yeah, because you you see it's it's him and and Ho fighting, and then at the end of it, he agrees to be his disciple. Yeah, because he he, yeah. he ends up bowing at the yes. end or something like that. That's yeah. Real, that's so a, yeah, I did not. That, that makes it even better. And then it ends like every other Shaw Brothers. Yes. Thing. Like, Actually, it, I didn't think it did. He oh, basically he, hands off, hey, you forgot your hat. Yeah. And then the last the last shot is Ho getting thrown yeah, out of the, yeah, yeah. Out of the Imperial. It just ends. They, they, they but he does something whatever. like he was going to pick yeah, him yeah, up yeah, or something. Yeah. And, yeah. and he, and, and then he's, poof, he yeah. And then it's yeah, Wang free, throws free him. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought that was kind of a departure from just, okay, we've killed the bad guy and we can walk away well, now. But it just ends and there's no... They don't really. What happens with? You, yeah, you never find out yeah, if he's yeah. gonna be the, yeah. the he's gonna be yeah. the king, yeah. uh, emperor, well, yes, or whatever. It's, it's, yeah. And basically, and your time with these two guys has ended. We beat the bad guy. It's over. Yeah, done. We don't. <laughs> we don't need to, any more of the story. All right. Well, needless to say, my gushing over this movie. This is five, five deadly venoms. Oh. Easy. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Thank you, right. Mike. Mike, we owe yes, you one Mike. for this one. Yeah. Uh, dirty Ho. It's like a buck ninety nine rental on freaking on Amazon. Absolutely, check this one. Check this one out. Get it. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! All right, so we finally got a new series to watch as Disney released the second season of The Bad Batch on their app, and we caught up with the first, uh, well, actually the two part uh, series premiere in the Spoils of War and the Ruins of War. And so uh, the fellas have been uh, out and about. We meet the top space pirates uh, in the galaxy. In uh, and I God, I forget her name. Wanda uh, Sykes. Wanda Sykes. Uh, and uh, they are commissioned to go. And I thought this was so cool. They are commissioned to go to Count Dooku's castle. Yeah. To steal part of his war chest and even a small fraction of which. As it was described, his would add up to more jobs than you guys have all done for me already. And uh, the uh, 
the fellas get there. Uh, Omega's a little bit older. She's got the bow caster. She's got the she's got a little bit. Uh, she's got more of like a combat ready look to her and stuff yeah. like that. You can tell she's been training, and um, yeah. So the it's basically the the fellas trying to do a heist with the Emp- the Empire trying to st- take the same stuff. Really exciting episode. Uh, I thought the action was fantastic in this one. I, I thought this is a pretty. It was a pretty good like season opener. Um, I don't know if there was anything that really. I don't know where the story is going or the story arc is going for this season, but uh, I thought it was neat. I uh, I don't know where the story arc is going this season. I, I do know you... that we're going to see a, a lot of um, cameos. We're going to get a lot of guest appearances, but um, I was a little let down. Really. You know what, the way that I described it, uh, I work with a big Star Wars fan. It's like seeing your favorite band uh, after a long time, and they open with a ballad. It's, <laughs> you're, you love the band, you love the song, it's just not what you expected. It's not, it was yeah, little, not the opener that you yeah, wanted. Okay, was, let me ask you this. I, I and you, we were talking about this with Galaxy of Terror, like how you're just throwing in things. I love a, an, a cold open where you're sitting there, like they they show like the, the the nice beach setup, and I'm thinking, oh, they're they're they got their. I literally was like, oh, they're they're relaxing and they're gonna get called by the boss or something like that. And then like literally, Whoa! they run out of the forest and they're carrying something and they're getting chased by crab monsters and stuff. I love that. I love an opening like well, that. That, the, that was uh, fun. I like yeah, they kicked it off well. It's the Indiana Jones. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Or um, James Bond. Yeah, where you got the one little adventure winding down as he's about to go in to get into the whole movie. Yeah, I, I thought it was fun, and and uh, the introduction of Wanda Sykes, you know that she's going to betray them at some point in this, or she's not. Yeah, but you know she, what I mean. She's either going to be too. Yeah, <laughs> where she's either going to be great or she's going to be the betrayer. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be one or the other. We already know that. I thought the animation was great. I thought the setup going to Count Dooku's was really kind of cool. You know what? I, I had read a thing on Andor where where it said finally they're taking Star Wars seriously, and the position was no, they're getting into the minutia, the the world of Star Wars, the actual, uh, the actual world. It's not all Luke Skywalker going through. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a lot of bureaucratic bullshit. That is the, yeah, Darth Vader is the cool part, yeah. but no, if you look at the ship, <laughs> there's a lot of people crunching numbers and shit. It's and having jobs and I and I I thought okay that's cool I can buy into that and and this was a part of that we're gonna take apart Dooku's yeah they, they wouldn't just leave no, it yeah they'd go and they'd get the shit out of it I thought that was cool I liked the and and I like the the some of these designers are so brilliant where they they have like and it, it evokes a con- like those you see the container ships on the ocean yes. where there's like these these like five-story high stacks of shipping containers. Yes. They, they've turned that into a starship. And I thought, yeah. boy, that's really cool. But they did that somewhere else. Fucking Space I'm now, truckers. Space truckers, yeah. Yep, there was that one. And there was somewhere else that they did that, too. Oh, I just thought that the, this particular design I thought was really cool. Yeah, I... I yes. I and when they... When she... When she Oh, this is... I like that she was studying the starships. Yeah, and they used it. Yes, and they actually used that knowledge. These have the the little rockets. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) these have retro. Retro, Oh, shit. That was cool. And it was cool that they showed her studying the ships. Yeah, but then again, she goes off and gets into trouble. And and I'm hoping that's not going to be the trend of this season like it was last time. The whole... 
oh yeah she's all intricate part then she goes off and does stupid stuff yeah for a smart kid which is how the last one ended i was going to say after the ending of the season last season which was just wow yeah uh was another reason that this was a little muted um but yeah that that was the whole last yeah, the yeah, ending yeah, of last yeah. season was well, the whole last season what yeah and and tech didn't say anything differently to her than what she heard him say to what's his name and i'm sorry no, but no it was echo that said wasn't echo that said it to hunter no tech said we we I should th- never have. Oh, okay. I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was that good. What we did was right, uh, but, uh, and then I cannot get out of my tick tick. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I found myself the whole thing going tick tick. <laughs> and then I went, oh my god, my wife's sleeping. Shut up, Brian. Tick. Got <laughs> this weird tick. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> And then I thank God I didn't do that. Yes. So I realized this is a kid show, and uh, fuck that. I uh, is it? Well, okay. The thing that gets me is they always use, and and again, it's just being the 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 minutia guy or this, you know, they always use the stun setting on their blasters. Yes. Yeah. Against clones. Yes. Or people or whatever, and it it bugs me a little bit, and I. Because they, 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 they literally can justify, well, they're not killing anybody. They're just stunning them or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah. However, as much as that bugs me, then when they actually do, so like you have the, I forget the command, the, the Imperial commander's name yeah. or whatever, like you're going to have to falsify this report saying that you, yes. these guys, and he's like, oh, well, well, I'm not going to, you know, like the one clone trooper's like, well, I'm not going to falsify any report to the, the headquarters or whatever. He goes, I will. Yeah. And he fucking yeah. shoots him. I was like, fuck me, dude. That's... Yeah. That's hardcore, you know. Yeah, I thought that was real. That was cool. a great ending because they had created a cool character yeah. in that uh, the, the, the the that clone, clone that was hunting yeah. him down. Yeah, yeah, he was a cool character, and you thought, okay, he could be a guy that they're going to run through the whole thing, yeah. and and no, not so much. Yeah, uh, no, nah, as a matter, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to see him again this season. That was pretty brutal. All um, right, uh, I've seen the trailers. Or the bumpers or whatever. And there's apparently a Wookiee Jedi appearing in this. Oh, yeah. Do you know anything about No. Okay. No. I don't. No. I haven't even read okay. about I... a Wookiee Jedi. So uh, okay. I'm excited for that. I have read about the uh, Hut Jedi. There's a Hut Jedi? There is a Hut Jedi. Wow. Um, Jedi used to be something special. But apparently... But now... <laughs> It's going to be interesting to see where they go this year with this series and, and how they're going to handle it. I, they're going to need to branch out more than just Sid. Now, what, so, what was disappointing to you about the opener? Was it just, it was that there was no story, like, giving you a clue where it was leading up to? Was it, the action wasn't good enough? Was it to, you know... First of all, it was, it, again... It was the same old, same old. Yeah, it was Omega being in trouble. Okay. Uh, I loved. I liked that they were going to Count Dooku. I thought that that was cool. I liked the whole fact that they found out, you know, that people had other lives before all this shit went down. The, that, yeah, that that was, like, they yeah, met the yeah, old yeah. the old guy who and was And he's going to show up I again. Was, I wasn't a so? separatist. I was just a... Whatever. I was just a guy. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. he's going to show up again, and the only reason I think that is because as they took off, they showed him watching from the... And I think that the toy that he gave her is going to be uh, 
something yeah, tracking like, device. Yeah, and, and smart kid she is, she's looking through a kaleidoscope, going Ju- gems. They're jewels. The jewels. <laughs> like she grew up on a oh, she tick. grew up on a fucking They're test tube farm, tick. dude. <laughs> yeah, she knows all about the ships and everything, but she yeah. doesn't know like she this doesn't... is not full of gems. Yeah. Oh, that's light, idiot. <laughs> And I think that we all had that thought the minute the old man was even talking. Before he said that, when she went, Jews, we all went, that's light, you idiot. <laughs> Stupid so, bitch. I understand she didn't have it, but, you know, when I first got one of those, looked through it, I didn't go, wow, there's gems gold. <laughs> there's gold. Rubies. Look at rubies, emeralds. In oh, this here God. telescope. <laughs> So are we looking forward to this season, boys? Yes. I'm looking forward to it changing. I hope it doesn't go down the same road uh, yes. it just went down last. I don't think they're going to. I it's think that they're set us up for that so that we're all having that this yeah, discussion. It's, it's like driving through North Dakota and going into Canada. There's no fucking change. It's just all yeah. You're like, wow, this is going to be, wait, this is the same fucking yeah. thing. You know what? So I now love... I'm going kilometers. <laughs> if you... Um, if you uh, if you drive to Colorado I eighty, and and you're coming back, you go through like eight and a half hours of Nebraska before you hit <laughs> Iowa. And fucking when you hit Iowa, it's like driving into uh, some foreign land that's just gorgeous. <laughs> there's the there's dips and the, the road goes. To, there's there's, there's like rolling landscapes as yeah, opposed yeah. to Nebraska, which is eight and a half hours of cornfields. Of just fucking flat nothing. Uh, but yeah, and then you get into Iowa, it's, it, there's rolling meadows and you shit. Think, You're yeah, like, this is oh, the greatest place ever. This is beautiful. <laughs> this, is, this is like Egypt, the land of milk and honey. Uh, <laughs> All right, so this season we're hoping for uh, we're hoping for Iowa, and we are hoping we don't get Nebraska. <laughs> we're yeah, hoping, exactly. yes. I'll go straight with that. Yes. All right, we got a whole season ahead of us. Stick with us. The Three Old Geeks are now on YouTube. Check us out there, and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. If you can't find us, stop by our Facebook page to get a link. And while you're there, drop us a line and let us know what you think of the podcast. Tune in next week, same geek time, on all your favorite apps for all new, all different material. Thanks a lot for listening, and hey, keep on geeking on.